We're in Yavamas Yudam Aleph. We are going to 10A2 in the Gemara to begin a new answer to our question, a totally new answer to our question. Just to review, the question that we had earlier was that Levi said that we have 15 cases in the Mishnah. Our Mishnah discussed various cases, 15 different cases in which we have a brother who passes away without children. He's married to someone, and that person is also related, besides for being the sister-in-law, is also related in some other way to the live brother, and therefore there's an exemption from Yibam or Chalitza to that person and also to any co-wife. And so Levi said there should really be a 16th case, but he didn't say what the 16th case was. So the response was that there is no 16th case. Rebbe says that there is no 16th case. What did you think the 16th case was? It was a case of Anusas Aviv. What is the case of Anusas Aviv? Anusas Aviv is uh, when the father, <coughs> excuse me, the father uh, was Ma'anes. He, he raped somebody. And then they had a child. That child is the live brother. So the live brother, his mother, is the person that was raped. And then the the brother who passes away, before he passed away, he ended up marrying the Anusas Aviv, this woman who was raped. Why can't that be the 16th case of the Mishnah? And so uh, that that's what the question was. We gave one answer. So far in the Gemara, essentially that answer was, well, that's really, that's uh, subject to dispute as to whether or not um, you could even have such a case. Is that a prohibition or is that not a prohibition for the the brother who who passed away, for him to marry, he definitely can't marry his mother or his stepmother. But the question is, is he allowed to marry the person that his father raped? Because that's not really, it's not a stepmother and that's not a mother, Is, is is the... Person who passed away is he, was he was that even allowed to marry uh, the the person that his father uh, raped and that is uh, that subject to dispute that's a machlokas whether that's uh, that whether that is allowed or not allowed and because it, there's a there's a it, it's a dispute so the first answer was that our mission is not discussing disputes and because there's an opinion that says that the brother would not be allowed to marry such a person. Uh, so therefore, it's not mentioned in our Mishnah because our Mishnah doesn't discuss, uh, according to that uh, that opinion, our Mishnah is not discussing such a case where there's a prohibition. All the cases of the Mishnah, the brother who passed away was allowed to marry that person. He was allowed to marry his niece. He was allowed to marry uh, the live brother's daughter. He was allowed to marry the live brother's uh, mother-in-law. That was permissible for the other brother, the brother who ended up passing away, for him to marry all these people. But if it's a case where he's not allowed to marry that person which is the opinion of Rabbi Yehuda, so then the Mishnah is not discussing that case. So that was all one answer. Now a new answer, totally new answer. Rabbi Ashi Amar, Rabbi Ashi says, He says, really, we could discuss disputes in our Mishnah. It's not a problem discussing disputes in our Mishnah, That the meaning uh, that our Mishnah is only taking one side, taking one opinion, it's only following one opinion. And really, the Mishnah could have been like uh, the opinion that says that that really you're allowed to marry uh, the the brother who passed away was allowed to marry uh, the woman that his father raped. Uh, but what is uh, why can't our Mishnah? Why isn't this the sixteenth case in our Mishnah? 
So Ravashi says, for the following reasons, What does it mean that Rebbe responded to Levi saying that you don't have a, you don't have a brain in your head, that it's, uh, it's impossible to have a 16th case? Why can't we have this 16th case of the brother who passed away, ends up mar- uh, he, before he passed away, he married the person that his father raped? Why can't we have that case? Because our Mishnah and the, and the next Mishnah, as we're about to see, follows the opinion of Rabbi Yehuda. Meaning, we're taking sides here. It's clear that our Mishnahs follow the opinion of Rabbi Yehuda. Rabbi Yehuda is of the opinion that you're not allowed to marry the person that your father raped. You're not allowed to marry such a person. And we're going to prove it from the fact that the next Mishnah, the next Mishnah is going to discuss six different cases where the brother was not allowed to marry that person. We're going to have six different cases where the brother was not allowed to marry that person. And one of those cases, as we're about to prove, is the case where your father raped a, uh, another person. You're not allowed, to, the, the brother was not allowed to marry that person. The, is going to, the Mishnah is going to discuss six different cases. The big difference between the first Mishnah, the Mishnah that we already discussed, and the next Mishnah, which we're going to get to soon, is that the Mishnah that we already discussed, the 15 cases, those are cases where the brother, it was permissible, for the brother who passed away, it was permissible for him to marry these people, even though for the live brother there's a prohibition. It's a, it's a relative. It's a relative for the live brother, but the, for the brother who passed away, it wasn't a relative. It was completely permissible. But the next mission is going to discuss six different cases where it's a prohibition for the for the brother who passed away. It was a prohibition for him to marry them because he's also related to them. Some examples are his mother. He's not allowed to marry his mother. And uh, it's not even recognized as a legal marriage. Yeah, there, there, are certain, there are certain marriages where there's a prohibition where it's... Let, even though there's a prohibition, it's recognized as a legal marriage. There are other marriages where it's such a severe marriage where it's not even recognized as a legal marriage. So one of them is your mother or your stepmother, and other examples where there's a prohibition. Also, it's a, it's viewed as a it's a relative also for the for both the live brother, but also for the brother that passed away, for the deceased. And so therefore, that's the list on the next mission, which we'll get to. And there are different ramifications for that. So so the mission says the Ketani, It says in that mission, There are six cases where it's even. It's even more stringent, which we'll get to that Mishnah, where we say that they're allowed to marry, these women are, are allowed to marry other people, but they're not allowed to marry the brothers, the live brother or the deceased brother. They weren't allowed to marry that, that per, the, the deceased brother. And what are those cases? First case is Emo, one's mother. The other case is your father's wife, your stepmother. Or your father's sister. If it's your father's sister, so then both for 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 both the live brother and the deceased, they're both it's prohibition for them for both of them to marry the father sister. So the Gemara says, My Ima, what's the first case? We had two cases. It says your mother and it says your father's wife. So your mother is your father's wife. Your mother is your father's wife. So why does it repeat your mother and your father's wife? If it's your mother, it's also your father's wife. So what's the case of your mother? So the Gemara says, What's that case of your mother? That first case, if it's your, if it's the person that your your father married, so that's the same thing as saying your father's wife. What's the difference whether it's actually your mother or your stepmother? In the end of the day, there's a prohibition because it's your father's wife. So rather they say, 
it must be the next Mishnah must be referring to a case where it's not related. The reason why it's it says mother is because it's the person that your father raped. It wasn't through marriage, but it's the person that your father raped. And that's the case of the mother. And that's, that's the case of the next Mishnah. So we already have in the next Mishnah, it tells us that there's a prohibition for a person to marry, the person that there's a prohibition for the brother who passed away for him to marry the person that his father raped. So we see that we're taking sides. This is a whole dispute. It's a whole dispute as to whether or not a person's allowed to marry the, the, uh, the person that their father raped. Definitely you're not allowed to marry your mother or your stepmother. The question is, what about the person that your father raped? And uh, it's a dispute, but it's clear from the next Mishnah that we are taking sides and the Mishnayas are going according to the opinion that says that there's a prohibition. That's why it's listed in the next Mishnah. Who is of this opinion? It's Rabbi Huda. Rabbi Huda has this opinion. The reason why it's not in our Mishnah, the response to Levi, there should be the 16th case in our Mishnah, our Mishnah discusses cases where there, it's permissible, where it is permissible. So the answer is, is that no, it's not permissible because we're going according to the opinion of Rabbi Yehuda. The proof to that is that it's even mentioned in the next Mishnah. The next Mishnah discusses six cases. One of those six cases we just proved is the case of Anusas Aviv, is the case of, of the person that your father raped, where there is this prohibition because we are following the opinion of Rabbi Yehuda. So in the end of the day, the point is, is that the Mishnayos seem to be going according to the opinion of Rabbi Huda, who holds that you're not allowed to uh, marry the person that your father raped. Okay, so the Gemara asks, the Gemara is going to ask the following question. And for this, we need a little bit of a, of, of a background. Uh, the other five cases in the next Mishnah, we addressed this uh, briefly a little bit before. The other five cases, it's a total of six cases where the brother, even the deceased brother, it's a relative, so he wasn't allowed to marry that person. For the other five cases, it's not just that he's not allowed to marry that person. Because it's so severe, there's a prob- there's a punishment of karis, of an early death. And it's so severe. So we mentioned for the other five cases, whether it's your mother, actually your mother, or your stepmother, for all those cases, we say that the marriage doesn't even work. It's not even legally viewed as a marriage because it's so severe. Okay, that's with regards to the other five cases. When it comes to, even if you are of the opinion of Rabbi Yehuda that says that you're not allowed to marry the person that your father raped. Let's say you're not allowed to marry that person. But it's not viewed as severe as marrying your mother or your stepmother. Uh, it's not viewed as as severe. You don't get the punishment of karis. It's what we call an, a regular love. It's a negative prohibition according to Rabbi Yehuda. And because it's not as severe, if the brother would go against the Torah and would marry her, it would be legally viewed as a marriage and we were we would require a divorce document. We would require a get. So marrying, even though both are prohibitions, to marry the person that your father raped and to marry your mother or your stepmother, all those are prohibitions, but they have different levels. And so therefore, it, it's impossible to even marry your mother or your stepmother. It's just not even legally viewed as a marriage. But when it comes to the person that your father raped, even according to the opinion of Rabbi Yehuda that says that there's a prohibition, it's not so clear there's a prohibition, but Rabbi Huda is of the opinion that there is a prohibition, but that prohibition is not as severe, and if the brother, the deceased brother, would, were to go ahead and marry the person that his father raped, it would be viewed as a legal marriage. They're not allowed to stay married. They have to get a divorce document. We don't, it's not, it's not, 
uh, it's a prohibition to be married, but it's legally viewed as a marriage. We see that it is legally viewed as a marriage, and they and they require a divorce document. So the Gemara is now going to ask, so why can't it be part of our Mishnah? In the end of the day, in the end of the day, it's legally viewed as a marriage. So why can't our Mishnah be discussing a case where the brother went ahead and violated the Torah, went against the Torah, but ended up marrying the person that his father raped? Because it's different than the other five cases. The other five cases, it's not even legally viewed as a marriage. But at least for this case, even according to Behuda that says there's a prohibition, it's legally viewed as a marriage. We could come up with a case where the brother, he went against the Torah, he ended up marrying the person that his father raped. He dies before he's able to give a, a divorce document, uh, a get. He dies without any children. And now we have a situation here where uh, this, uh, this person that his father raped is now... Uh, the sister-in-law of really her her son, because it's the the uh, the live brother is is the child from that from that rape, and so then we have an exemption from even Rechalitza because it's 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 his mother. So why can't we come up with that case in our Mishnah? Because at the end of the day, it is legally viewed as a marriage, which is different than the other cases of the next Mishnah. So um, that's what the Gemara is going to ask. Amar le Ravina Ravashi. Ravina says to Ravashi, who gave this answer. Even according to Rabbi Yehuda, you can find the case of Yibam. Because it's legally viewed as marriage. In the end of the day, it would be legally viewed as marriage, even though there's a prohibition. Diyavar Vinasif. Because uh, he, could, he could end up, he could end up uh, marrying her, even though the Torah says not to. So Ravashi responds by saying, Our Mishnah, the first Mishnah, is not discussing cases where there is uh, a Torah prohibition. True. The, the marriage would be, would be a, a legally viewed marriage, but our mission is not discussing cases where there's a prohibition. We're, we're, we're creating a situation where there's, we're going to discuss cases where there's a prohibition for the deceased brother to marry that person, even though it's legally viewed as marriage, but our mission is not discussing cases where uh, there really is a prohibition, where you're not allowed to do that. The brother is not allowed to do it. He did it anyways, and it's legally viewed as a marriage, uh, but we're, our mission is not discussing cases where it, there, was, there was this prohibition. So the Gemara now says back, well, I could come up with a case where there really isn't a prohibition for the, uh, for the deceased brother to marry uh, this person. We could come up with a case where there wasn't a prohibition, where it was, it was allowed, it was even allowed. You know, maybe other parts weren't allowed, but at least the marriage of the deceased brother to his wife was allowed. What's that case? Amalei Ravashi Rav Kahana. Ravashi says to Rav Kahana, below Dinami Mishkachasla. We could come up uh, with another case, we could come up with a case where it is, it was viewed as as a marriage which was allowed by the Torah. It was even allowed by the Torah, and it, we could we could create a situation where it's still uh, the your wife, the deceased wife, is still the person that your father raped. What is the case? How could you come up with a case? It's a little complicated of a case, but the case is as follows. Not as complicated as cases that we've had last week, but it's still it's still a little bit of a complicated case. Yaakov Anas Kolaso. So you have a case here where. Uh, uh, a, a person is married. He's married to, to his wife, and these are all uh, tragic scenarios and situations. But the the father then goes ahead and he rapes his daughter-in-law. So the 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 uh, the, the the son and the daughter-in-law they were it was totally fine for them to get married. After they're married, the father rapes the daughter-in-law. The holy man Ben, and they have a child from it. So essentially. The father now has two children, two sons, his regular son, and then the son that's the, the child from this rape. 
so it's really so, and it also ends up being that it's his son, and it's his daughter-in-law's son also. Okay, umes ruvein below banim, and then what ends up happening is is that the son who who's married to the daughter-in-law, he passes away without children. So the daughter has a child, but this is the, sorry, the daughter-in-law has a child, but the son never had a child. Since he never had a child, So now we have a situation where uh, the daughter-in-law is also the person that his father, uh, his father, uh, his father raped. It's the same person. The daughter-in-law is also the person that his father raped. So we we now have a situation of where there's this option or potential option of yibum because you have the live son who's the child from this rape, that live son. Who now is, there's the question, should you do Yibam or should you not do Yibam to his sister-in-law? His sister-in-law is also the person that his father raped. And yet, it's a situation where it was permissible for the marriage itself, from the, for the deceased son to his wife, was completely allowed. By, by the Torah, it was completely allowed. They got married before his daughter-in-law uh, was raped. And so that, was, that, was, that marriage was completely allowed. She was raped after the marriage, after they got married, and then the son passes away without any children. And so now we have we could come up with a situation where there is this potential for Yibam between the live son and his father and uh, the the person that his father uh, raped. So we could come up with such a situation. So why can we? Why can't that be the sixteenth case essentially? Why can't be that? Why can't that be the case of the Mishnah? Our Mishnah discusses all these different cases where, uh, where we have the daughter is marries the the deceased uh, brother, and then we say there's an exemption from yibum or chalitza because we don't say you could do yibum for the live brother to his sister-in-law who's also his daughter, and you can't do yibum if the live brother is also uh, his sister-in-law is also his mother-in-law. So why can't we have this case where the live brother, his sister-in-law, is also the fa- the, the the person that his father raped? And we have such a case where, and that it, the marriage itself, from the deceased brother to the to the wife, was completely permissible because the rape happened after they were married. It was between the father and the daughter-in-law after they were married. So why can't that be the sixteenth case? That should be the sixteenth case. So So the answer is, is because at the end of the day, that case also there was a there was a prohibition there. Uh, all cases of rape are is a prohibition, but there's an additional prohibition here for the father to then have relations with the daughter-in-law. And the point is that our Mishnah is not discussing such complicated cases where there's also a prohibition involved, where there's some prohibition involved along the way. So our Mishnah is not discussing those cases where there's a prohibition along the way, in addition to the rape, which also is a very severe prohibition. Uh, so our Mishnah doesn't discuss those cases. So in the end of the day... This whole answer, the answer to, to this question of why can't we have the 16th case be a case where it's the father, the person that the father raped, the answer is, is that because we're going according to Rabbi Yehuda. In the end of the day, it's clear that we're going according to the opinion of Rabbi Yehuda from the next Mishnah. Rabbi Yehuda is of the opinion that you're not allowed to. The brother's not allowed to, the deceased brother's not allowed to marry the person that his father raped. That's the opinion of Rabbi Yehuda, and that's what our Mishnahs are going like. There is another opinion that says it's permissible, but Rabbi Yehuda is of the opinion that says that there is a prohibition. It's just important to keep in mind that this prohibition is a different level than other prob- than other prohibitions. To marry your mother or to marry your stepmother, that's very severe. It's not even legally viewed as marriage over here. This would be legally viewed as a marriage and we would, we would require right away a divorce document.
We'll continue with the Gemara in the next recording.